Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Right on, man. Well, thank you for taking some time to hang out. I, you know, we never did get the chance to do this when you're in Vancouver, you know, working in radio and it seemed like, a, you know, there's a fair amount of that going on, but somehow you and I never connected in that way. I think we crossed paths like just, yeah, just nights at bars kind of, kind of yeah. hey, hey, yeah. ships and then, hey, we should go for beers, but uh yeah, never did happen. Um, I, I guess that's kind of the majority of the people that would be, you know, following me and kind of watching my podcast and stuff. That's where they would know you from is, you know, being a, a DJ in, in Vancouver. Uh, but of course, right now you're banging away. You're in the States, you're doing film, you're doing TV, you're doing voice acting, which is pretty rad, dude. And, and, and I want to get into all that, but uh, let's get into to radio first, just to kind of, you know, for the people that would know who you are and, you know, get off on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, where, like, where did you start? Give us your the, the Coles notes of the Chris Calhoun radio guy. I uh, started when I was fifteen years old. What? Uh, back in eighty three, eighty four, in a place called Woodstock, Ontario, Canada, which is mm-hmm. the dairy capital of Canada. And I basically I walked into the radio station one day because I, I wanted to be in a band. I wanted to be a rock star. Yeah. Um, Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you know, I play guitar, it's you know, garage bands and stuff. And walked is, is there any kind of music school in the area I could go to? Because I just didn't get high school, like school, like the whole the in a box concept. Uh, and they go, No, but we could put you on overnight spinning records. That was my start in radio, and basically, wow. I just started spinning records, you know, needle on the vinyl. Uh, the old cart machines if people do the research and they figure it out yeah 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 um and just spun records for like uh three four shifts and then i came in and the the program director gave me a clock and he goes talk here talk here talk here talk here i go what do i say intro the record just don't talk over the like and he showed me and that was my start in radio that is insane dude that would never happen today like imagine a 15 year old for a 15 year old kid not happening yeah no and yeah because you got to have a degree and everything and i'm i'm a really hands-on guy like i learn hands-on show me something okay show me again bang and i just progressed and and that's amazing i think with anything there has to be talent you know if if there's a talent there then it can blossom and the passion and so so from there you kind of just stayed in radio got the full-time gig out of high school like what was that how did that shake down i dropped out of high school no kidding yeah, I dropped out of high school. Um, all my friends were envious of me because, you know, I had this cool little radio show. Uh, I did overnights, but then eventually I did uh, weekends, uh, evenings, and then through the week. And uh, first gig, uh, hometown radio station, I got fired. Uh, <laughs> <which was just laughs> There's a story in- there. <laughs> yeah. Um, they owed me money and then it's a big But Anyway, it's. Yeah it's part of radio it's like you have to you when you start you expect to be fired if you don't then you're kind of in the wrong profession but you know it you shouldn't but unfortunately it happens yeah um and then i went to uh, leamington ontario um i went to kirkland lake ontario where i woke up one morning it was minus 52 i said i'm the fuck out of here uh and you know you do what am i travel yeah like anybody who's who's done radio it's you know it's like doing dinner theater and then eventually you 
you you gain your way you you go up the ladder yeah. and then went to uh barry went to kingston went to ottawa wow dude, uh, montreal all over. that's crazy uh, a bit in toronto uh and then vancouver was uh great for me it was beautiful and then vancouver, how long were you in vancouver for um 97 i'm gonna say 12 years yeah 11 years on air yeah um and then they clean house at Z95 and it's, it's business. It's Again, it's business. just the way it is. That's just, and we, for, that's we forget that in radio sometimes it's not cause you suck. It's just, it's a business and they right. got rid of all the high paychecks one day. They got rid of five of us. Uh, right. Darren, who's uh, Darren um, lamb, who's in Toronto and doing really well. He's still in radio. Um, then I went to Victoria and I lasted about nine months. And I said, you know, my heart's just not in anymore. I just, right. This is bullshit. And after that, I looked back and said, oh, fuck. I worked like 26 years in radio. 27 right. years wow. in radio. Wow. You know? Yeah, I, I hit about uh, 20. Okay. And I'm it's seven, seven years doing this now. I just had so many people, like, when I got let go, they were like, dude, don't, like, why do you need to go back? I'm like, well, because that's what I do. <laughs> that's, I'm a radio dj and they're like yeah but you're also a well-known radio dj in vancouver that could probably get his own sponsors and that kind of was and that's it the evolution of that's what it you're doing that's, now yeah that's literally it and i was like oh yeah maybe you're right so i started reaching out to all those like businesses that i knew people or i've emceed for 500 times or you know just shit like that like people that could actually pull the purse strings right as long as you don't ask for too much money three five hundred bucks thousand bucks whatever like as long as you're like, hey, I want five grand. Well, they're gonna laugh you out of the door, right? Yeah. But if you get like ten sponsors at five hundred bucks each, that's well, five grand a month coming in. Okay, and it, it keeps you going, and you yeah. have a you know sustainable and viable product. And like, hey, why the hell not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, yeah. I, I you know full time at BCIT as well now. So, so oh, okay, okay. Been there for three years full time, five years in total. So the, the transition then to get to where you are today, man, is fucking awesome, dude. Um, when I got the van, like, I always want to be in, in film, like entertainment and yeah. like, hello, um, I yeah. want to be a rock star, uh, but it just didn't pan out. That didn't go that course. So, so to- pause, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get on that. What's the, what's the instrument? What are you playing? What do you want to be a writer? You want a drummer? Are you, what are you doing? Singing? Guitar. Guitarist? I don't know. I mean, guitars oh there they are in the back there yeah 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 a little studio going on like i've got it tripped out and do you still play right and it's since i've been down here i've been in in uh about three bands oh nice Um, and we had you know we had a cd ready to go and then the band imploded um one of the guys the lead singer um he, he was actually signed back in the 90s he he hung out in the ca he's from seattle uh willie great writer uh unique singer uh, he, uh, you know, knew the guys in Allison Chains and that, that whole, yeah, uh, that scene, you know, burgeoning scene. And yeah. his band got signed, got sent down to LA. They were in the studio <sighs> and then the record company screwed stuff up and he, now he, he's just down here, but. Wow. I hear a lot of those stories. Yeah. Okay. Like so unpa- in- uh, unpause the other story. So now you're, you're, you're the trajectory to get to, to where you are. Um, I digress. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, when I was in Vancouver, uh, I gravitated towards film, TV, and started doing background work. Again, just learning from the grassroots. 
and watching, like I'd say to the, the production assistant, Hey, can I watch how they're setting this up? Just, you know, shut up, don't say anything, you know? And I watched stuff and it was like, I was on set learning for free, not having to go to theater school or stuff. But eventually I went to a, uh, a school and took acting lessons in Vancouver with different teachers, various teachers wanted to do it right and learn. I just didn't want to be, I'm an actor now. Yeah. I did radio. Yeah, exactly. But that was also a dilemma because when I started going up for auditions, it, oh, it's that radio guy who wants to right. be an actor. Always. Uh, you know. yeah. And I got a couple things here and there. And uh, the voice thing took off with some of the animation that I was doing. Um, cool. But I just couldn't get to the next level in Vancouver. I wasn't being, I felt I wasn't being taken seriously. Mm. And it, it wasn't like I just showed up, radio guy wants to be an actor. I did go and study. I studied in Vancouver hard for about eight years and then, you know, studied down here with various teachers as well. Right. Um, and uh, eventually, um, you know, met up with a, a lovely woman, Isa, who's originally from Mexico. And we had this crazy relationship back and forth, her in Mexico, me here. And then she moved up to Vancouver and I, and I said to her, I said, why don't we move to Los Angeles? I said, I, I'm just getting nowhere here. And this is, you know, post radio. Do you, do you think then, that the, a, a little bit of that played into the, the, the fact that you were Chris Calhoun, radio guy? Like, was that one of the key factors in not getting, you know, further than what you'd kind of hoped? I think so. Um, I think so, too. I, I think so. It was, it was a detriment. Um, yeah, dude. Like, I tried personally the same thing. Like, I've tried to get into voice acting and, and just character stuff. And I've got some, you know, I've got a pretty good tape. Uh, but it's really tricky to get in. They always, they always label you that oh, you're that radio guy. You're going to, you're going to give a radio read. It's like, exactly. Mm, but, but, but why don't you, you know, give me a chance, give me a try, like bring me to some auditions and like, you know, let me try and fly. So well, okay. there's a guy who, who broke out of that box, David K. David K. Well, David K is the voice of my podcast. So it's like Todd cast okay. podcast. Here's Todd Hancock. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, I wasn't available that day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you you weren't returning my text. Yeah, but I I know uh, I, like I know David. You know I've been over to his place for Thanksgiving, and he's right. doing extremely well. And he super nice guy got out of that box. He, like he wasn't just this oh radio guy. He you know he developed and he he's done very well for himself. Yeah, he's over the years kind of given me advice on the same thing. Like you need to take those voice acting classes for people to kind of take you seriously and. You know, at the time, of course, I'm at Seafox. I'm like, I'm going to fucking take a voice. I'm, I'm just not going to take an acting class. You know, he's like, we're probably not going to get anywhere then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's like, you know, Kobe just didn't show up draining threes. You know, mm -hmm. um, he was on the court, you know, or Steve Curry. They're there practicing. Practice day in, day out. So you get to LA and then do you notice a change right away? Um. Yeah, I'm uh, a little fish in a big pond. Um, and they, you know, they use five or six guys for all the voice stuff. Uh, when it comes to film and TV, it's tough. It's very competitive. Um, and you're, you're just, you're looking for work. You're basically, you're unemployed. You're an actor, but you're always unemployed. You know, and you take side gigs. But I think I've had more doors open here. And I did with a person I was studying with who's originally from Vancouver. I didn't know until I moved down here and met him, uh, a director by the name of Dan Ireland, who gave 
uh, Jessica Chastain, her start, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, Renee Zellweger. Like there's a whole list. Very humble guy. Great guy. Um, likes to develop talent. So I was studying with him and he started, he started putting, uh, his students in films and we, I did a short with him and then he was supposed to do a film. I was supposed to be with, um, Ashley Judd and Bill Paxton in a movie and all my scenes were going to be with, with them. So, and he was the director and co-writer and we were going to film it in Mississippi, but unfortunately about a month before we we're going to start shooting, he passed away. Um, and it was, it was a shock to everybody because he was a, a great director. And then when we showed up at the memorial, myself, my wife, my daughter, Jessica Chastain right here, like everybody showed up and had so much love and compassion for this guy. Cause he, he was truly a great guy and saw talent and liked to develop talent. Mm -hmm. That was a setback. Um, yeah. And because he he fought for me to get in this movie and said, you're staying in my fucking hotel room. If I got a fucking pay, you know, my, like they're being dicks, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. the business part yep. because he knew I could do this part. He liked what I did. Um, but unfortunately that happened and, and um, you just keep trugging on, you mm -hmm. know? So That's how like, do you, how do you look for the work and how do you find the work? You have an agent. I have an agent. Um, I have a voice agent, commercial agent, a theatrical agent, um, yeah. a print agent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, all these people and a manager, um, and they're just not sitting on their duffs. Like if, if you don't work, they don't get paid either. Um, and I've had, I've had some success here. Uh, actually, I, years ago, I auditioned for something through the channels and I was back in Vancouver shooting it. It was a movie of the week. Mm. So That's I had pretty to, cool. I had to come down here to get the job back there, which is right normal like a lot what? of actors yeah what's it, that it's, it's not that's vancouver's a, a great place there's so many good actors but and i have friends who do really well um and i, I don't want to sound it's not going to sound bitter like anybody who's wanted to do it like you can go down the list ryan reynolds ryan gosling michael j fox lauren green old school william shatter jim mm. carrey like you can go down the list yeah all the snl you, staff like yeah, you've had to leave Canada yeah. to be accepted in Canada, if that makes sense, it's, it's as weird, a right? actor. Yeah. But then there's other actors like they do great, like Ian Tracy, uh, Venus Terzo, who, whom I know, I both know, and like they do great work and they're happy and they do really well in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? I mean, ultimately, it doesn't really matter where you are if you're loving you know, what you're doing and, and enjoying the craft and you can feel that you're moving forward. Like that's ultimately what it's all about. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're mentioning, uh, like you wanted to be the rock star. So when, when you're growing up in the Calhoun house, what's the music being played? What are your parents playing? Uh, my very tumultuous childhood eventually met my real mom when I was like 14, 15. Okay. Um, but, uh, and her brother, my uncle, like it was, you know, like Hendrix and Uriah Heap, Bad Company, Zeppelin, all the, the, the classics. But then, you know, I really gravitated towards, you know, three chords, let's, you know, two minutes and it's done. Like the Pistols, the Clash, the Damned, uh, Susie and the Banshees, like that whole burgeoning punk era when that came out mm -hmm. uh, and then New Wave and stuff. And, 
and then eventually I just, you know, I, I got in when I got down here with the guys that I've, I've hooked up with. It's kind of a shoegazy Foo Fighters meets Smashing Pumpkins meets Radiohead type mm. stuff. That we That's very cool. Yeah. And it, it sounded good. And it's just, unfortunately, the band broke up. There's still music there. And, and yeah. I've just been writing myself the last little while. Hmm. What's What was your first concert? Um, where did we play? Uh, some, oh, uh, bar in North Hollywood. Oh, you're bad. No, I meant like when you were a little kid. Oh, when I was a kid. Oh, my yeah, first yeah, yeah. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy for yeah. show. Yeah. Insane. And how old are you? 14, 15. Okay. Took my little brother cause he was a fan and, yeah. uh, I think it was Ozzy and quiet riot there's yeah that rings a bell and yeah. then there was all those guys right like used to take out like motley crew all the time and yeah you know yeah and then i also around the time first or second like def leppard and nazareth for some reason oh yeah interesting nazareth had a bunch of really good songs i, th- I think that might be an underrated band i think so and they're they're my brethren they're scottish you know that's not yeah. scottish it's crap you know yeah best best scottish band is uh Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Are they Scottish or are they Irish? Irish. Irish, I think. Irish. Yeah. What's the Scottish band that was out lately? And I was like, man, that's a fucking rad band. Uh Snow Patrol? Snow Patrol's a great, great band, but that's not the one. It was um um produced by Garth Richardson. Why am I blanking on the name? I've had the bass player on as well. Arctic Monkeys? No. No, Arctic Monkeys a great band, man. I think that once they met Josh Omi from uh, Queens of the Stone Age, they, they, their game just went through the roof, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of the band. Anyway, uh, where was the last place you went on vacation? Wow. Uh, I don't know if it was really vacation. Uh, uh, I was in Australia for work just before the lockdown um, shot a commercial. They flew me over. So I'm like, yeah. And it was, no, it's pretty badass. And I was like, Oh my God, now I know why so many Aussies when they're in Vancouver, they said, it's just like being home. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> and it was, it was like, it was just like Vancouver. Yeah. Crazy. Um, with the family. Uh, last place was Mexico. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yet to do the the Mexico trip. I've got an eight year old, a ten year old. Uh, yet to do the. Well, that's not true. I did. We went to Florida when they were little, but they wouldn't remember like four and two kind of thing. Right before I got let go from Sea Fox, we fucked off to Florida, and of course, I didn't know I was going to get let go. But <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, I haven't haven't done uh, uh, one of those trips. We always do like the Tofino, you know, hit the island kind of thing, and just relax on the beach and just in, in chill that way. But, Two years uh, ago, we, we, uh, we drove to Toronto. Um, all my family's back in Toronto, near Toronto. Yeah. And cause you, you drove from LA to Toronto. My daughter had three weeks off for school. Holy shit. Break, like How long did that take? Um, three days there, four days back. Wow. And we just, we just took our time. And I said to my wife, uh, Issa, I said, we could fly or we could drive. And she's like, oh, gee, oh. Mm. okay. <laughs> But we stayed in nice hotels. The money we would have spent on airline flights. Right. And we have, we have a Chevy Volt. So it was easy. It was cheaper. 
So we we drove up, had a great time, drove back, had a great time. Wow, saw no cool. snow, went to see her. She has family in Montreal, went to Montreal, no snow. My daughter was pissed. On the way back, we get to Oklahoma, <laughs> massive snowstorm. Yes, of course. Ditch, yeah. Everywhere. And like being Canadian. Is that what you wanted? Is that yeah. what you wanted? Being Canadian, you know how to drive through it, right? So, well, you don't drive fast. You know, like, right. slow down a little bit. Yeah. Was that the first time you ever did a long road trip like that? I've never, personally, I've never done that. Like the longest I've gone is Vancouver to like uh, Regina. We did uh, where my wife's from, Tampico on the Gulf Coast in Mexico, which is like if uh, Houston's here, Brownsville, McCallum, the border, and then her, she's like down here. Uh, We drove from there to Vancouver. Wow. That's another big drive. Yeah. Yeah. How's family life and everything with COVID? Everybody's... (laughs) Everybody's fine. Everybody's sometimes dialed, at, not wanting to kill each other. We're at each other's throats. Yeah, same. You know, it's to be, it's normal. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I got to throw my daughter on cell phone lockdown all the time. Yes. Like, I'm sure you probably experience it as a parent. It's like, okay, you've had enough time on your cell phone, but it's the screen. It's like, put your goddamn cell phone down. Jesus, you know, I know, right? It's like, oh, God, you're always on that thing. But then, of course, we are too. And it's hard to not, you know, it's not. It's hard to not be on them, but I'm not on, I'm not doing TikTok. but maybe I should start doing TikTok. Just no, <laughs> dude, we're too old for TikTok. <laughs> no, just to embarrass her. And they're like, tag yes, her. Exactly. And then all the friends can see, you well, know, what are, what are you watching? What have you been watching over the, the, the pandemic? Um, we binge watched a few things. One was went this uh, show from Australia called Wentworth about a woman's oh, yeah. prison. Yeah. And the acting on it was astounding. Mm-hmm. And, I watched some people watch stuff. They go, eh, I thought it was okay. Uh, but I, you know, you, I watch for performance and you, you learn yeah. and you take bits and pieces of stuff from different people. Um, which I'll kind of get into one of my, with one of my acting teachers, which she said did. And with somebody she had come in class. So um, Wentworth and I reached out to one of the actresses, you know, not thinking, Hey, uh, you blew me away. Just this one actress. I just honed in on her. And she emailed me back, like emailed her really? agent and she's from her story. So she emailed me back and I just like great performance. Like, and it was, I think it's like a nine season romp and wow. been watched the, yeah. And it was really good. And then just saw the, um, what is it? Nomad land with Francis McDormand. Okay. Uh, it's quiet and, but it's, it's nice and just great watch, actors. Yeah. Great performances. And then, as, uh, some Korean stuff like and then there's a lot of Spanish stuff because my wife's uh, Mexican and it's it just opens your eyes and like it's if you can watch a movie with subtitles and get around with that which a lot of North Americans can't especially in the States because they just want English 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 mm-hmm. but if you can get away from that and there's some amazing freaking movies amazing actors you know and actresses and, and just it's mind-blowing something what they do chris is there a way for you were just saying like you you know you, you like that one performance you take a little bit from that person a little bit from her performance and all that is there a way to kind of put it into words of how you would take that and give it your chris calhoun spin so you're not like outright stealing somebody's style like how do you get around that uh i'll i'll i'll, I'll steal from a guy who's won an Oscar and he's, he's done really well, Sam Rockwell um, with one of my teachers here, uh, Lee Kilton Smith. 
she um she was a coach for uh, a, a lot of years on friends um and she gets hired for movies to coach on set and collaborate with the directors to bring out the best performance and she's uh, sam rockwell's acting coach once in a while and he came into class and spoke and so we were talking about process and what he does he'll watch something and he'll he'll steal it and take it he calls it action shopping and it's so okay. relatable for me like music because led zeppelin borrowed from the blues and sure. the stones and you know, it, it all, everybody's got their influences. So he, he does this thing called action shopping. When he goes into a role, he'll go like, what would that be? And then he'd, he'd watch another actor, what they're doing in whatever performance they did. And he used bits and pieces of that. And then you, you want to amp up um, uh, parts of you and then tone down parts of you when you're doing stuff, when you're doing a role. Uh, what, how can I amp up a part of me that's going to serve this role? And then with the action shopping, like, oh, um, yeah, oh, like Sam Rockwell did this in this movie. He said, oh, I like that. You know, just to put yeah, that in yeah, the yeah. box and it's, it's here and you know how to use it. Very interesting, sense. right? Like very, because there, there's no right way of doing it. There's no, I mean, there's a wrong way, but there's no right way of acting. The toughest thing about acting is not acting like what we're doing right now. Like this is the best performance ever, you know, right. it's real life. Yeah. And then it was okay. Action. Oh shit. Hey, uh, the body's over here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Got a different. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the, uh, I think, was it uh, Scorsese that was saying that he didn't believe that the, the like X-Men and Wonder Woman and Batman and all those movies, was it Scorsese that was saying that he didn't believe that those were actually movies? Yeah. He, or, he slammed them pretty good. Yeah. Um, what did you think of that? Like, do you, do you, do you get into all those shows? If they wanted to book me for one of those, you'd be like, I'm a hero universe things. Like I'm not going to say no. Yeah. Um, it's great money. It's great fun, but I like, what, what do you think his is. point was? Was it just the, the fact that there's just too much CGI or like, or, or what is it? Um, I didn't get really the comment. In, I think he's really in, well, he's really into performance, you know, like look at what he gets out of De Niro and they've collaborated right. for years. Um, and even newer actors, you know, he took on DiCaprio and started working with him for some, some stuff. And, um, I guess to him, it's, it's not real acting. Like you still have to act, but I think it just got away from the, um, the, the, the true theatrical um, acting performance. I don't want to say performance because you don't want to perform. You want to try to be as true as you can mm -hmm. uh, on stuff, you know, when, when you're doing a role. Um, in a way, I kind of agree with him. Yeah, it's it's candy. It's candy floss. You know, it's like oh, it's definitely like action. Yeah, and they make bazillion amounts of dollars. Like they're doing something right. Yeah. What is the there's market? There's a market for it. Like people are going to those, you know, and making them, you know, a billion dollars and. Yeah. Oh yeah, everybody loves it, dude. I mean, I was such a comic book spaz as a kid. That's actually what I wanted to do. You know, when I was a little kid, I, I wanted to have a comic book store. You know, that was oh, my, yeah. uh, that, that's like the job that was, and then eventually got to like, holy fuck, I love music so much that maybe Excuse I'll just. Excuse me. That's a priceless Mary Worth. You know? <laughs> totally. Exactly. Right. So uh, what did, what did you want to do when you were a kid? I mean, obviously rock star, but like, 
was that literally your goal just music man. really I, I just i had it in my blood my uh, my grandfather his pictures on my wall in the office here he he passed away years ago but he had a couple albums out but he, he did a lot of uh, traditional scottish and irish uh, ballads and uh his family life took over uh when he immigrated to canada from scotland but he still performed on weekends and he got he would be flown down to Florida or uh, Pennsylvania or New Jersey and perform at these, these functions because he had the boy, he had the pipes, man. Mm. He was a tenor. Uh, so I think it's always been in the family blood. Uh, and my daughter, I know I'm going to sound biased, but she's got perfect pitch. Uh, she has a singing teacher. She goes to once in a while mm. and she's getting lazy. Yeah. But got to push her at it. I don't want to be the stage parent, you know? Right, right, right. But I, I can, I know the talents there. And then from working in radio, you know, you know, if, if somebody, yeah. a band, then it could be raw or a singer could be raw, but you just know there's something there. Yeah. Whether it's, yeah, the, the vocal or it's just the way that they write songs or, or whatever it is, you can tell yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't matter how shitty the demo is. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's the most famous person you've met? Ooh. Uh, Ian McClellan. Really cool. Once. It was actually in Vancouver um, back in the radio days. Uh, we were the sponsor for um, Dame Ednan was in town. Um, yeah. Australian uh, guy dresses in drag. Um, Barry, I can't remember his last name, Barry somebody, but he played Dame Edna. This hilarious comedy. And they were friends. There was an after party. And this is when I was just kind of really, you know, getting into acting still radio but still acting on the side and trying to get that going and i like some at the after party i'm like oh. <laughs> totally right because we always bring his name up in class and stuff oh my god so yeah. i walked over and said hi mr mcclellan i'm uh chris calhoun local actor i just want to say i'm very inspired by it. i said thank you very much and just turned away ah <laughs> uh, yes uh um michael moriarty <laughs> um a guy, I love his work. Um, he's gone off the rails. I think he still is in Vancouver. Um, if you watch Old Law and Orders or Bang the Drum Slowly and um, was it Pale Rider? He was in with Clint Eastwood. The guy's just, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if alcohol took over or, yeah. or what. Um, one night we were we were at some event and he was, he came in and he was sitting at the bar drinking and everybody's like, Hey, there's the law and order guy. He lives here now. So we, we, I walked over and said, Hey, Mr. Moriarty, you know, Chris Calhoun, I said, who are you? And he's, you know, a little three sheets to the wind said, grabbed onto my hand said, you're going to be my bodyguard tonight. Nice. And I just hung out with him. And then they said, Hey, can my friends come over and say hi? I said, who are they? They're my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, being the, I'm your bodyguard for tonight. And I just, I watched his back for about 40 minutes and then he just got up and left. <laughs> wow. And some people just have that. Some people just have the natural gift of, of acting. Yeah. Yeah. And as I say, it's the hardest thing about acting is not acting at all. It's just being true like Stanislavski or any of the, you know, whoever, or Meisner or whatever, it's being true in the most untrue circumstances. Like the most unnatural thing you can do is walk in for a casting and okay. And go in front of a camera with a casting director, or maybe a producer and a director. And like, uh, 
Like, yeah. how do you do that? Or bang. Oh, they want to see you. The network wants to see you for a chemical read, a chemical read shit, like with another actor to see if you guys fit and like the pressure's on and this, it's like a job interview. It's an unnatural job interview. Yeah. Super pressure. Like I'd rather go into Tim Hortons and go, yeah, I can make donuts, you know, <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't get that job either. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounded like you were acting, Chris. Sorry. Can you try that line again? Yeah. What, what's, uh, what do you, what, what's been the career highlight for you thus far radio or acting? Radio was my, my days in Vancouver. I, just, I loved it. And, and I did work hard. And you know, like if you want to do anything, like that's why I, I look like I was, and radio guys, may, they look like they're schmoozers, but you go to every event, you kiss every baby, shake every hand, you know, cut every ribbon at every holistic spa, grand opening place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's your own all the time. Yeah, Vancouver was like the cat's ass for me. Um, I had so much fun. But, you know, behind the scenes, you know, you're doing a lot of work. If you want to be successful, you just don't show up and it happens. Um, with with music, um, it, it would have been, you know, down here with the band. I thought we were really going to do something, then it blew up. Um, I remember one night, um, a bar over in Van Nuys, Sherman Oaks, uh, we were in there, um, and Foo Fighters were going to play. They were just testing some stuff. And we were like, and we got the word said, yeah, you guys are kind of opening for the Foo Fighters. There's like two or three bands and we were on the bill, like one of the two or three. And then these guys were going to come in and right, play right. just to do some, but eventually they, they didn't because something happened, but that would have been so fucking cool. Oh man. That would have been awesome, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah, It's over yeah. by his, his, um, the place he's got over over there and once in a while they get up there at this place and they just Deadly. go and play yeah. N- nothing like a band that big playing a small venue oh yeah and if it's like hey i opened for the foo fighters you know? <laughs> <laughs> so like that would have been like holy shit but unfortunately it didn't happen yeah. um uh acting wise um the, the the best thing would be working with my friend dan ireland the director mm-hmm. um because I just, he, he had the confidence to see something in me and knew I was going somewhere. And, and as I say, unfortunately he passed away. Um, and I, that was, that was my open door. Uh, Cause he had two or three films in the works and the one in Mississippi that we're supposed to do. And then when, uh, when he unfortunately passed away, it, it didn't go. Then it looked like it was going to go again, but then Bill Paxton passed away. So it was around that time. Um, working with him, uh, undoubtedly right now, one of my, my highlights as an actor. Mm. It sounds like he's, you know, the, the confidence that he instilled in you, it sounds like it, you're still riding that wave, which is super important, man. Yeah. Um, recently, too, I, did, I just did a movie in uh, Goldfield, Nevada, which is a town of maybe 800 people. Um, and it's called Obscura. I'm not sure when it's coming out. With uh, I did it with uh, a guy by the name of Robert Lasardo, who mm-hmm. always plays a tough guy. He was in uh, The Mule with Clint Eastwood. He's a bald guy, all tatted up, and you know. And he walks the walks, and t- he talk about being real. Like he walks the walk, talks the talk. Like yeah, and like you know. And we yeah. got into it on set, but for acting. And after, like he almost broke my nose with a gun. Oh wow! And like 
they had to call cut and everybody run over and like, and then the next day he was like super nice to me because he knew he got a little out of control, but it's all in creating art. Yeah, totally. And like, I wasn't, you know, I, I was like, fuck man, like in my head, I'm going, fuck man, you got to watch that shit. Right. You know, but in the moment you're in the moment you're doing stuff and you're, you're also thinking, fuck, I hope they caught that take. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're going to take a they, gun in the face, right? They got to fucking use that one. They have to. <laughs> oh man. What, what's, uh, what's in store for you for the, for the rest of, uh, 2021? Like how far do you have things mapped out? Um, later today I'm getting my vaccination. Nice. Not a kid. My wife just went and got hers. So I got to, she just came home. So I'm going to find out what's how she's doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Round one. And then round two later in the month. Um, I was up for a movie that they were supposed to shoot in Kelowna. Oh, and cool. it was perfect because it was a guy who was this famous singer songwriter. <laughs> and like when I auditioned for it, um, they want a guy who plays guitar and then they had a kind of a song. Uh, and then I, I built the song out from the lyrics that they had uh, from the lines they had. And I used that as part of my audition. And they were apparently I was one of the three or four guys, but I haven't heard anything back, but yeah. I think the logistics of it, it it's just not going to work because they have to fly me up. I'd have to quarantine for 14 days. They got to pay for me for 14 days in Kelowna. Right. So I don't think it's going to work. That, that's a depends on the budget, man. Cause like doing stuff like that, where you write a song based on the fucking lines is insane. First off, like that shows initiative and drive like through the wazoo. So I think that, yeah, it, yeah, and it was who a, knows, a man. Movie of the week song, but like that fits in with the the movie. Yeah. No, but, it's just, uh, I mean that's so yeah. unique, though. Like, how many people did that? Probably Chris Calhoun. Thank you. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're probably the only guy that blew them away in that regard. Thank you. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll be having beers in Kelowna. <laughs> that's pretty. I would. I would love that, man. I would love that. We're cop skipping a jump away. I'll probably be up in West Bank, uh, mid August. Early August, mid August, something like that. Be up okay. there for a few weeks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what went on with that. And then I just, uh, you know, you just, you just look for work and like your agents, you know, help. I just did a exercise tutorial because I needed an old guy. Yeah. Um, okay. With yeah. this this company down here called um, Beachbody on Demand, and I've never really heard of the company. And then I did a little research on it, and this guy is like a multimillionaire, and we shot uh part of it uh up at his cabin in the malibu mountains wow sounds <laughs> a helicopter pad <laughs> yeah. and we were we were doing these shots like like the hero shots walking up the mountain we're all exercise like following the instructor type thing yeah you know and watch looking at the view and then you look down you see his his ranch his helicopter pad and they were down there um making a lake they were digging out Right. all this stuff with backhoes and stuff to make this fake lake as you would when you have money why not yeah, make when a you lake? have money you can do what the hell I mean, i'm gonna make a yeah, lake yeah but, but it's all relative right i mean i was saying to the, uh, a good buddy the other night we're just having beers out on the uh, out on the street socially distanced of course uh and i was saying you know uh, it's it's funny because over the years you know i've made a bunch of money made a ton of money at sea fox i made a shitload of money at you know this and that but i also had the other side of the coin were you know starting off in radio i was making literally 25 grand a year but i never felt like i've ever had more than other times because i just always spent appropriate to the money that i was making 
So, it's, you know, instead of only being able to grab a case of beer in Smithers, my first radio job, now I grab a case of beer and a bottle of whiskey and maybe a bag of weed. And it's all relative to the money that I'm making. So, you know, <laughs> I like you, that analogy. Yeah. I mean, if you're a millionaire or a billionaire, it really doesn't, I mean, you're just, you know, instead of buying a $12 steak, you're getting a filet mignon. You know, it's, it's that shit, right? Like I don't yeah, own yeah. a helicopter, but if I had the money, I probably fucking would own a helicopter. Yeah. I'm looking around at this place. Like, Holy shit. This guy's, you know, obviously has the cash. And then yeah. another guy who, who works with him said they were just shooting the shit. And he's talking about, you know, to count a million dollars, it only takes like 11 days, like one, <laughs> two, three. Do you know how long it takes to count a billion dollars? No. Holy and he's like, he's got years. He's all said, it takes 34 years fucking crazy man one two three 34 are you serious yeah so on, you know thousand I'm, millions you know, man a million is like 11 days a billion he said 34 years so i gotta do research on that i don't know if no, that's no. true but it I, sounds about right I'm, I'm usually pretty good at math but that seems it seems about right Crazy, so all man. these billionaires like do something good with your money. Come on, yeah, that's fuck. We could go down that hole for a while, yeah, yeah. That, that's that shit's fucking disgusting, man. People that have like billions and billions of dollars, yet there's people living out on the street. Like, I would like to think that if I'm a billionaire, I'd be like, Well, how can I help? Like, how can I help from my Google or my Uber Eats or whatever the company is that has all this dough? Like, I would like to think that I'd be that philanthropical. Is that a word? Philanthropic guy, like a, like a Bill Gates. I wouldn't necessarily get into, you know, vaccines and shit, but I would certainly throw my money around. Positive. Well, you've got, you've got a voice to advocate for it. Like with, with your, your podcast, like I, when the radio days, like, you know, I, you know, the format that I worked at Zed, it was pop. You know, like, here's your music, have some fun. It wasn't right. dark. And, you know, when I worked back in Ottawa, I was kind of like the Howard Sternish ryan seacrest i worked for a rock station and i had you know and i'd be very opinionated and that's that's the format that's what they wanted um but then that was me i was trying to be real and, and say so i'm not getting shit all the time right. and i have people you know writing in you know and i'm sure it's happened to you and and other uh compadres um and when the radio thing got cut off you, you i kind of felt like my voice was cut off because i i wanted to be an advocate so i hope that I have, like, um, I'll use an example, Vincent D'Onofrio, and I know him through my friend Dan. Uh, I've you know, met him a couple times, that's it, just hi bye. But he's, he's an advocate for that. He speaks his mind. He, and, and, and other actors do that. And I think at nauseum, sometimes it gets like, ah, oh, just go act into your shit and shut up. So, mm. But these are people who have a voice and they have a platform and they can use it for good. And, and they do, a lot of them do. Uh, and hopefully I have that kind of comes back and it was when the radio thing ended it it i felt that ended kind of but not really you know we're living in that world now with social media like regardless yeah. if you have 200 people following you if you got eight thousand people or 25 million it's st still the same thing you're still you can you know you are right where you know one person can directly affect something right yeah 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 and so all right chris I'm, I, I'm gonna wrap it up here dude i'm gonna respect your time and uh let you get that vaccine fucking exciting dude i'm totally jealous because i i want the vaccine like if, if they were doing it 24 7 they're like hancock can you make 4 30 in the morning at the fucking safeway parking lot at blah 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 the answer would be yeah are they doing them at pharmacies i'm not sure to be honest 
the way we got in here, um, a friend of mine, she went to one of the pharmacies and said, mm -hmm. do you have any extras? No, because she, she's not in the age group and neither right. am I right now. Well, that's, that's why I don't know because I'm fucked so far away from actually getting it. I just haven't even... She went back four times and said, do you have any extras? Because they, they can't keep them. I don't know how they have to do it, but they have to throw them out. If okay. oh. so she went back the fourth day and said, yeah, we do. Bang, like how would, how would there ever be a time that they would be throwing that shit out? Like, really? How, I what? How I would, don't know what, because I think they have to allot it. And I, I don't, I don't know the storage or what they have to do, but yeah, she went back the fourth day. She said, oh yeah, we do. We, we got some extras. Wow. Got her vaccination. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're easy to find online. Just simply your name, Chris Calhoun. Uh-oh. Uh <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> now we got you. <laughs> awesome, Chris. Thanks for doing this, man. And uh, I guess we'll see you online. My pleasure, Todd. Thank you very much. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca.